Joe. This is the lovely Joelle sitting next to me. My name hey. is Jeff, and we are from Solid Canine Training. Been in business for 20 years, podcasting for 16, working with dogs every day. We've got actually three with us now, and Courtney's got four. Courtney's our head trainer. Our big, huge thing that we want to do is educate, 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 educate. But also what we do is we um, don't lie. We also will tell you the truth, which is not the norm in dog training. Dog training, unfortunately, is filled with lots of false information from, we're not talking about like, you know, dog training hacks. We're talking about very big people in the industry all the way down from the, I just recorded a video today for Joelle and it's like, there's just stuff from the largest vet organizations um, in the, in the country um, just putting out just so much false information. Anyway, it's a great time now for you to ask your questions. Um, we've got uh, courses that we're launching. We have a five-day e-cower course. We can talk more about that tonight. Um, so many things. Also, um, if you are not a yearly member of our community, a yearly member, which unlocks thousands of dollars in free bonuses, Starting next week, the price of the yearly membership is going up by $100 a year. Obviously, if you're locked in at the lower price, whatever you paid, that's your price for life, as long as you keep renewing every year. We will be probably increasing the price by $100 every couple of months until it most likely peaks out at you know, $8.97 or $9.97. But by then, there'll be so much content in there, it will be incredible. And it's pretty much going to be the only product that you will need and then we'll be making exclusive product just for the community it also comes with 26 coaching sessions live face-to-face voice-to-voice where 26 times a year you can actually talk to us on zoom and those go from 60 to 90 minutes it's another fantastic bonus um, there as well we'll also be having just so much stuff so much stuff we're we're we're, we're shaping our company into a one product course company which is going to be the membership everything will be in the membership everything will be in the membership join the membership and you'll be all set but just to let everybody know it's 397 now or 377 377 377 it's going up by a hundred dollars on monday so you definitely want to um, jump over there you go to solid canine academy solid canine academy and you just right up at the top it'll show you how to join the community all right joel what do we have Snuggle buns. Hey everyone. Hey Snuggle buns. Hey Snuggle buns. Avi says hi all. Hey Avi. Hey Avi. See Instagram. I am looking up. Says how does a monthly member upgrade to yearly? If you're already a community member, you just go on under your billing settings, and it'll give you um, the option to upgrade. Yep. If you can't figure it out, shoot us a message. We'll take yep. care of you. It's simpler than you think. Yeah. It's no different. It's no different than say you have you know, Netflix and you want to get Netflix premium, if there is such a thing or, or, or it's just, it's, it's so simple. Just go to your settings. Settings are usually like, you know, Our tech support though is tough. Yeah. Much, yeah. So. But you definitely want to jump in on that. And I'm giving everybody a few days head notice because um, the value though for it is, is, is just outstanding. Outstanding. It comes with free courses, comes with green to graduate one, green to graduate two, trick training. It comes with mini courses and we'll be adding another course next month to it to, um, uh, along with the, um, the price increase. 
Jan says, howdy. Hey, Jan. Hey, Jan. How are you? And for everybody on Rumble listening, we appreciate you. YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, we appreciate you. And then all the different Facebook, I'm sorry, all the different podcast platforms, we dramatically, um, uh, enthusiastically appreciate all of you watching it live, watching the replays. We can't thank you enough. Share the show, like the show, join our channels, and interact with us. Constance. Hey, Jane J. Good evening, everyone. Hey, hey Constance. How are you? Joyful canine. Hey, everyone. The wait between Monday and Wednesday always seems so long. LOL. About the e-collar live. Super excited. Mm. The format like and time of dead. Well, it's, it's, so it's on Zoom. It's live. We mm. start February 23rd at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard. Mm -hmm. You can't make it live. You get the recording. The recordings. Don't worry. So you own them. Even if you make it live, you still get the recordings. So, so, um, and then it's Q and A at the end. Chances are, though, the people on there are going to be asking the questions that you were probably thinking. Right. Which is why I love the live because we do so much Q and A as we go. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people will be like, "Oh, I forgot to ask that," but then someone else will ask it anyway. So, Rumble's not streaming. Just wait a little bit. Rumble will start streaming. Oh, that's weird. It's, it's good because I put I'm in on it right now. Yeah. So what happens is Rumble has a delay. Every, 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 one, every platform has a different delay. So we use a centralized platform that streams to all. I can stream up to 20 different yeah, social, media, social media platforms at once. So when they start, I don't know. I don't know what the lag time of each, of each platform is. Let's see. Uh, Dina says, working e-collar on my two-year-old Doberman, trying to get a good drop it. I tell her drop it if she doesn't attack her until she drops it. Is that cool to do with her to get her to drop the ball? So we use the word out, but it doesn't make a difference. You can use any word. So this is the thing. You're, na you're nagging your dog. You're nagging your dog. So what we do is we use out. I would go to a higher level. The dog should spit it out the first time. So you do a bunch of those, and then you then do it. And you, you, you say out. You have a little bit of a lapse. You know, and then you would correct for not outing. So a lot of people will say, "Oh, do the switcheroo, do this, do that." It's like, no, teach the dog that the word "out" has meaning to it, and it has a lot of different meanings to it. We use that for resource guarding. We use "out" for letting go of something that's in their mouth. We use "out" for literally getting out of here. We have and we have different ways to train each thing, each thing. Next, I will say though, like the caveat to that is. You do if you go too high, then the dog's like, I don't want to play. Well, then they get paranoid about the so item. Find like the right the, level. the right level, but it sounds like you're underwhelming yeah, your dog. Constantly tapping, it's like mm, you're probably you're underwhelming. And then also, um, a lot of times, keep in mind, and not a lot of times, most of the time, the dog has got a little bit of drive in it. Well, when it's usually like playing ball, so your levels are going to. Don't worry about the number. Find the number that works. Next. Um, K Wolf says, hiya, friends. Hey, Ryan says, hey, J&J. &J. Hello. Pirates tonight. Mm. Um, Caroline says, good evening. Thank Hello. you. Hey, hey, hey. Let's see. Joyful Canine said, but live is the absolute best experience. Yeah. We love the live courses. They're yeah. really fun. Yeah, trying to come up with it. You know, it's, it's hard with because we have an international audience. Yeah. So, hard. like, there's no perfect time to do it. Our demographics... Our, yeah. our New York New York Times or Eastern Standard Time is the number one um, we have, but we have a huge amount of people in each time zone in the United States. We have then Hawaii, we have Alaska, we have um, 
uh, you know, you know, France and, and, and England, Scotland, you know, Ireland, and then we go all the way. We start moving all the way over into, um, you know, you know, different, you know, different areas of the world with you know longer, like twelve and fourteen hour time differences as well. We have Australia, we have New Zealand, um, and then we've got um, Asia as well. So we're, the, the show is seen internationally. Yep. Next. Fully strong. Can you give suggestions for videos or resources with using the dominant dog collar for training? Once I swap it out for the prong, not in the aggressive situation that I understand. So we have a video. Um, there's a couple of videos that I've seen that are just really bad. It's like, you're going to get bit. People don't understand that a lot of times when you're using a dominant dog collar, if you know what it is, it's a, it's a snug, thin collar that looks similar to a slip lead, but it's not. And you only have to put apply a little bit of upward pressure to immediately engage it. And what it does is actually it cuts off the blood and the air to the dog. And you think, well, why would you ever do that? You don't do it for obedience. Like these are not obedience training tools. These are stopping dangerous behaviors um, protocols where folks need to understand that it's also really great for leash reactivity as well. But folks have to understand the power that dogs have. And when you work with these powerful dogs, and a lot of people don't, they never experience this in their life. They don't know what it's like. It's like your house is being invaded. You're anti-gun. Your house is being invaded. So who do you call right away? The people with the guns. Unfortunately, they're not going to get there on time. So you don't have a problem with guns because you call the people that show up with the guns. Why not just arm yourself? And especially now in this day and age. So a lot of people have never worked with a dog that wants to hurt them. And it's not because you did something to the dog. The dog wants to hurt you. Well, I would never own that type of dog. Okay, but many people do. And many people own that dog without knowing they own that dog until one day they realize they own that dog. And it can sometimes be nurture that creates that dog. And that doesn't mean you're being mean to it. If anything, we see more aggression created with love and affection than we do any other thing out there. It's the number one factor that we see that actually gets dogs to be aggressive. It sounds crazy, but it's true. Now, you can easily say, I give my dog tons of love and aggression, I mean love and affection, and my dog's not aggressive. Guess what? Me too. I give all my dogs, I own down to one, but when I had tons of dogs, I had over a dozen, so I guess a dozen dogs, they all got love and affection. That, that, didn't, that didn't make... Oh. Sorry, guys, that didn't make them aggressive at all. Um, hold on. Sorry, people can still hear us, but our camera I know, our camera just went, our camera just went out. Yeah, I don't know why it does that. So, but when you have a dog that wants to harm you, a dominant dog cow can save your life. Um, Kathy says, good afternoon, you guys. And I'm just so excited for what I'm learning in the community and yeah. it works so quickly. Today was just so exciting for me when fixing Finley's walk. 
Yeah, I think it's important. This one, my, my little rant was about um, on a comment about a vet vet advice. Oh my God. This is a vet advice that's actually published, by the way. I didn't get those videos, by the way. I have to resend them. Okay, I'll drop them to you. Um, rant tomorrow on Instagram. No, it's not that big of a rant, though. Um, but this is industry standard vet advice as well. And it's about, you know, the, you, you never have to do anything but a reward. And that's that's their that's their mission statement of these federal organizations. That's their statement, uh, their training statements. And I think it's really really important that people understand that people are shamed for being effective and efficient. You're shamed for solving problems effectively and efficiently. I'm blown away how that how that happens. So, do you want to take two years to become fluent in a language, or six months? Do you want to? Like get into shape in six months or three years. Do you want? Do you want to do learn any new task as quick as possible? Quick does not mean you 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 missed a step necessarily. It doesn't mean you did it wrong necessarily. It doesn't mean it's like the dog. Like if you if if you see me with one of my dogs dog i'm down to one dog but if you see me with even our client dogs and if we say here they turn on a dime and recall to us and you're like oh my gosh that's amazing i'm like i know we, we did that we did that in just a few days really i've been working on it for six months and i haven't gotten that i said i know so you, so you complimented me on how beautiful that looked like with the dogs that we're working with you're still struggling how about if i told you how to do it people would be like oh that's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. So, and it's really interesting because, especially for vets, well, if, if, if you talk to a vet about something as simple as um, spay and neuter, the process of spay and neuter is dramatically different and a bit more efficient now than it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Less or no scarring less downtime for the dog like wouldn't you want that so they they've they've embraced efficiency why are they putting down and saying that efficiency in dog training is wrong mm. next let's see um joyful canine said for a fearful dog that used to lunge charge bark at gas coming in the house now holds place lying down and just low grumbles and growls sometimes bark under his breath. Mm -hmm. Do you correct the noises or leave it be for now since it's an improvement? The dog avoids, looks away fearfully, no confrontational stare, and holds place. It looks away fearfully or looks away? It looks away concerned? That's all that matters is the dog looks away. You can decide, experiment, do A-B testing. Let me see if I correct it. Does it help? Or do I leave it alone and it never escalates? Next. Um, Dina said, thank you. Yes, I tend to up the levels when she's not listening, depending on the situation and the stimuli around her. I've been doing it for a few weeks now and just got to keep at it so that she can learn it. Uh, for out? For out. Okay, out, out takes one session. Yeah. Out, out takes three minutes. Out takes 30 seconds. Out takes 30 seconds to do. I've never had a dog not out in more than 30 seconds. And I've done thousands. 
So big deal. I'm indoctrinated. I know how to do it. But I'm going to tell you how to do it. Up your levels. Stop nagging. It shouldn't take that long. Teaching an out is literally you can do it while you're eating a bowl of cereal. And I'm not joking. I can eat a bowl of cereal and I can have the remote in the other hand and I can teach out. You just got to make sure you don't say out with your mouth full of cereal or your cocoa puffs go flying all over the place. Next. Obviously, thanks for the content of my stubborn bitch. So glad to see her learning, especially with all those dogs around. Courtney rocks. Yeah, we did a nice uh, group training, meaning one trainer, four dogs, one dog listening at a time. The other three dogs not moving. And these are all four out-of-control dogs. And you can just see the power of training. People are not putting enough It's the, the narrative about folks like us is that, like, the only reason why the dogs are doing stuff is because of, like, say, a shock cow. And I'm like, you, why do you think a dog is with us for 3.6 million seconds in a boarding train? They're with us for six weeks. What do you think we're doing? Hundreds and hundreds of reps of every command. Setting up every single situation and scenario, getting the dog to do massive amounts of public access, mm -hmm. working the dog above threshold, setting the dog up to fail so we can teach it that that's a wrong decision, and because and then go back to the decision, the, the the behavior that we've already taught them. But your levels, if you've got a lot of distractions, whenever you're outside, your levels should stay up. Also, the goal is you should be able to say out to your dog not have to use any equipment other than your voice you can actually even teach your dog voiceless out so we we've i've done this so many times i can have i can have a dog um i do actually so text if there's a ball in his mouth and i walk towards him he immediately drops it and gets ready to run and then he races out again are you like are you going on like a weird rant right now? Because Avi was the one who just asked the question, and now you're going back to Dina's question. I know. Oh, okay. So you're just ranting. No, I'm not really ranting. I just want to make sure. Damn this camera. I'm about to rant about our equipment tonight. I don't know what is going on. Sorry, guys. The camera hates us tonight. If it does it one more time, we have to switch. We have to switch this shitty little thing. It might be the wire. It's probably the wire. I know, yeah. This is what happens when you do live podcasting. <laughs> Well, a lot of great things happen when you do live cut podcasting. You get to answer live questions. No, I know. But no. Like, we can't edit this shit out. <laughs> it's like, no. no. Sorry, everyone. But anyway, like you were saying, yes, the goal is that they just do it verbally. To do it verbally, yeah. yeah. It, shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that long of a process. Next. Paulette said, any training tips to get two females to get along? Tips? No. Yikes. Training? Yes. There's no tip. There's no tip that anybody can give you. You need. You need full-blown training so that um, if, if they don't get along right now you actually need full-blown rehab two dogs two fighting females are the worst dog fights you'll ever come across they're worse than two intact males um so i would encourage you to invest in a online consult because it's a lengthy process i was just talking about how things can be quick but getting two dogs in the same household, in the same household, that are fighting to not fight, there's a high rate of failure that it won't work. 
So there's a lot that is involved, a lot. But we can, right off the bat, we can make sure that we eliminate everything you're doing now that might that might be leading up to um, it not being correct. So in other words, if we just fix, even without training anything new, if we stop you as the human for doing certain things, and if we just then implemented some leadership protocols, you'll already be halfway there. And now then we actually can start talking about training. Now you're there the other halfway in behavior modification. Next. Metal Chicksta on Rumble. My dog has become super playful with me since we started training. We wrestle, we chase each other and roughhouse a little, mm -hmm. but he nibbles me. He's gentle, but should I not be allowing this when we play? Well, that is the play style of dogs. I don't like dogs' mouths on my body or my clothes. So, it's not aggression, just to let you know. Um, so, I would... It's your call. It's your, it, it, it is, and I want to make sure the dog doesn't do it with anybody else either. So, I've done it before with my dogs. I actually will take my arm and I will ram it right in their mouth during play. We're having like rough, rough play. And I'm like, Rrr! and they do not bite down at all. They don't bite down at all. They put no, they, they put no pressure on my arm whatsoever. But it all depends on the dog. But I wouldn't let them do that with Angelo. I wouldn't let them do that with a stranger. So it all, it all depends. And, and then also, can you stop it immediately? Next. Paul says, what do you teach first before turning on the e-collar? Everything. Well, this is the thing. The e-collar is a communication device. So, Paul, so if you're brand new to an e-collar, it's a communication device. You, so you still have to understand, even if your dog is fully trained, but you want to use an e-collar to work through more off-leash stuff, to work through your dog through higher levels of distractions, to have a little bit more reliability. Now you have to know how to train with the e-collar. So because training with an e-collar is different than training without an e-collar. It's actually more challenging to train with an e-collar, believe it or not. We have a four-step process. We have a course called Green to Graduate. If you're a yearly member of our community, you get Green to Graduate 1, you get Green to Graduate 2. Green to Graduate 2 is live. So you can train any command you want to. And on the flip side, you can stop, you can use your e-collar to stop any unwanted behavior before, even before you train an obedience command. You can use it to stop barking. You can use it to stop resource guarding. You can use it to stop fence fighting. You can use it to stop rushing the front door. And your dog, you don't even have to train your dog anything. So it all depends on, I don't know what your dog knows, and I don't know your skill set as an owner. So just think of the e-collar, though, as, a, another way to talk to the dog. And then we have the, our four-step process, which we do on all the commands that we teach, when that's on the obedience spectrum. So there's something called priming, CS, which is continuous stim, NCS, which is non-compliant stim, and then we go right to punishment or correction. You can call it whatever you want to. So there's different steps. So we want to make sure the dog is literate on it because it is a language. And when you find someone that's really skilled on it, and our courses can get you really skilled, 
you'll realize it's like, wow, I'm actually communicating with my dog with this device. And I don't even have to, sometimes you, like we can get dogs to do things without any words. We can get a dog to do a distance down stay without, without staying down. It's all, it's all in your, it's all in the skill set, And we teach all this stuff too. So all depends what your priorities are. Are you just trying to eliminate some unwanted behaviors right off the bat, which you can, you can use it right away. Next. Joyful Cannon said, if you correct it, the dog freezes due to poor e-collar training at the breeder. Then it turns zombie and doesn't break or move unless forced with a leash, working on counter conditioning the e-collar still. And growling doesn't go away, it just returns back with the next repetition. I feel waiting as it never escalates further and he double downs eventually. If, if you're happy with that, then leave it alone. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't be happy with it. It all depends. Also, it all depends. It's also hard to see. This is the thing. I don't know anybody's skill set out there. Like we, we've had regulars on the show for years, but I still don't know your skill set. So there are, we, we get dogs, like we have tons of trainers that come into our seminars and they learn new things all the time. They learn new things all the time. And people can say, oh, I trained like your videos. And I'm like, I'll see people that will watch our videos but they're still not doing it exactly. No, no two trainers do it exactly the same. Mm. So I don't, I don't know what, I mean, there's, there's, there's timing, there's intensity, there's how much um, work have you done pre ecower Then you have the dog. Is the dog a drivey dog that wants to learn? Is it a dog that really doesn't care much about learning? There's many of those, you have many of those dogs. So there's, there's, a, lot, there's a lot of variables. Next. Cappuccino dog training said excellent for pets in sport. We don't want the auto out upon approach, though. No, 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 no. no. Sports. Okay, this is this is sport world is different. Mm-hmm. I'm not a sport dog trainer. I'm not a sport dog trainer. In fact, in fact, um, for for a actual working canine. So this this is different. Sport sport dogs and working dogs, such as in the military, in the police, there is different components of the training a lot of people are surprised when a police dog has to get a tactical choke put on it which is to get it off of the person that's biting to pass the test say in ohio the state test it has to know a verbal um out but in the field they don't want anybody to we don't they don't want the dog to do a verbal out because they don't want that dog to ever let go of whatever it has until it's physically removed tactically with either a brake stick or a choke from the dog, from the person. Why? It's a safety risk. Huge. And I've seen it. Because I've, I've sat in on training with the um, Ohio Police Canine Units. And I've seen dogs come off the, come off the, 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 the bite and then redirect on the other officer that's maybe kneeling on the ground, putting the person in handcuffs. That's why it's really important. So that the canine handler wants to mount the dog, tactical choke, and make sure it goes back goes backwards away from everybody, including the officer, the canine officer. Dogs are in so much drive, they want to re- they want to keep rebiting. In the sport world, that's different though. Yeah. That's why you know, there's so much argument between the sport world and the um this the sport world and the, uh, uh, the the working dog world. A good example is the clatter stick. 
which is the stick or there's the rubber stick and they, you know, they, they strike the dog with it and it's just, you know, it doesn't hurt the dog at all. In police world, when the dog has a, gets a bite, imagine the dog goes into a house for, for a search. It finds the bad person. It bites them. Imagine if they pick up the dog and then while it's attached to their arm, throw it into a refrigerator, the washing machine. Imagine they try to gouge its eyeballs out. It's a different type of training. You don't do that in the sport world. You're not throwing dogs up against refrigerators. These are people that are high on drugs or they don't want to be caught by the police and they'll do whatever it takes to get away, including killing a dog. I mean, they'll shoot dogs. They'll knife dogs. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. So, next. Joyful Canine, two high drive labs from the same house, having trouble breaking one dog for chuck it and keeping the other in a down stay. Mm -hmm. Both dogs have the same no and break marker. Then when I correct the other dog, thinks that they're being corrected for going to the truck it. Mm -hmm. Add a leash to them and hold back the dog that's not released. Use prong instead. This is when the same markers are annoying. Right. So it's not a prong power conversation. It's a training conversation. It's an impulse control. Impulse control. So you're going to be doing name recognition, chuck it. So you can have the dog, both dogs do it down. Then you say the name of the dog that you want to go let them stand up and or send them to get the ball while they're both in a down but only one dog the other dog yes you keep on a leash next Avi said mine was more of a compliment than a question we know Avi. <laughs> uh sam said here for rant wednesday oh, oh. man is it always has it always been rant wednesday or is it rant friday i thought it was friday i don't know that's what um oh my god i'm having a brain fart mm. Jared, Darren. Where is it, Jared? He would always be like, "Oh, it's rant," and maybe it was rant Wednesday. Mm -hmm. J Ron. J Ron. That's it. Super zoner. Dina said, and I know drop it without the tap tap will take some time to learn. Is what I meant. My fault. I I can't talk in complete sentences tonight. I taught her drop it while I put my hand on the ball. So in a way, I'm reversing that to just drop the ball. It doesn't take time, though. It, it, it doesn't take time. That's what I wanted to stress to you. It does not take time. It's one session. It's literally one session. That's all it takes is one session. Yeah, we teach it. We teach it in our resource guarding course. Yeah, that's all it is. One session. It does. It does not take time. You're underwhelming your dog. You're underwhelming your dog. And it could be a timing thing. Like if you're saying out while you're correcting. Now the dog is going to wait for the prompt every time. There does have to be a little bit of latency right, there. Right, right. To be out, then the correction. Right. So then when you say out, the dog's like, oh, the correction's coming. I better spit this out. Right. So they're, be they're, they're beating the correction. The timing right. is important yeah. when it comes to that stuff. Timing with everything. The time, timing of the delivery of your rewards, timing of delivery of your punishers, it's, it's really important. And, and there's a lot of, and then your markers are important. There's a lot of components. Like I said, I just went back to some, you know, people that you still have to, under, no matter what tool you use. I mean, think about all the people that don't believe in tools. They're still, their dogs aren't, their dogs are still not getting proper training. Some of them do, but many of the U.S. population in the high 90 percentile. I mean, people think that's, oh my God, that sounds like a lot. Most, like, most dogs are not trained. I don't know. In our neighborhood, there's probably 100 dogs. Not in our, not in, not in Bradenton, but like our little community here. You think so? 
Oh, at least a hundred dogs. Yeah, a bunch of little freaking chihuahuas. There's probably there's probably twelve just on our street. True. So um, there's probably about a hundred dogs. Not trained. I don't believe any of them are trained. Zero. I don't. I don't see any of them trained. Trained to escape and charge us. Yeah. I actually, I actually, honestly don't see. Assholes. Yeah, I, I don't see, I don't see any of them. I don't see any dog walking on a neighborhood that knows how to walk on a leash. I, I'm not seeing dogs being trained. I'm, I'm, we're seeing tons of dogs going nuts in the front windows, nuts, nuts in their backyards. Yeah, we're seeing them. Like we're seeing, and, and we're seeing, we're seeing them all being yelled at, and they don't change their behavior. That's true. I mean, is that an indication that they don't know anything? I'm sure they know sit for a cookie, which is fine. Better than they jump. Better than that than the dog jumping up on you for a cookie. But any level of public access training, no. And some people are like, oh, I bring my dog to a restaurant. I'm like, does your dog hold it down, stay the whole time? Oh no, he stands and stares, stares at me. It's okay. Yeah. Next. <laughs> Sammy, sweetheart, good evening. I had someone come into my store the other day. He said he's wanting to move to the Philippines. And he was asking where he could get a kennel big enough for his dog to travel in. He had a Newfoundland. You're going to need a big oh, Well, I think the Phil you check check with the, it might not even be a crate. So we had a dog come up from South America to Providence to be trained. And the gentleman showed up at the airport with a dog in, a, in an airline crate. And they're like, you can't do that. It has to be a much bigger crate, so it, and it has to be strapped to a pallet. Now, I don't know if this is every country, every airlines, so he built a huge, we still had it. At I the know, old, I always wondered what the hell. That, that, was, that, that was a transport crate. It's a big wooden box. So it's a huge wooden box with all kinds of, with holes drilled all over it. And it had, when, it, when the dog first arrived, it had a hose with a funnel leading to the water bowl. Because then you can fill up its water yeah. from outside the crate. You never had to open it. Technically. Never had to open it up, up at all. But it, and then it was strapped to a pallet, and the pallet was loaded on the plane. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the, I don't know what the laws are. But as far as for a newfie, you're not going to find a stock pre-made crate because uh, you know you, you're going to probably have to build a custom one out of wood, which any person that works with wood or you yourself you can do. You can do, and, and the strapping it to a pallet is a good idea because that stabilizes it even more. Next, um, let's see. Cappuccino dog training said two bitches, man, get help. Yeah, yeah, it's never. Fun. Yeah, I mean, they 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 are. It's actually quite terrifying. Yeah, I mean, dog fights in general. Dogs uh, fight the worst. For sure. Dog like a true dog fight. I'm talking about a true primal dog fight. Just think about National Geographic. Think about a lion taking down a gazelle. Think about two dogs wanting to kill each other. Because a lot of people have dog fights and we'll be like, oh, how bad were the bites? Oh, no punctures. That's, I mean, it's still not acceptable. That's not a dog fight. Dog fight is like thousands of dollars in hospital bills or a dead dog. But any level is not good. You don't want any level. You don't even want two dogs that just like are like out of control, like fighting without any injury. You don't want that either. But it, it it's 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 two females. 
I've, I can't tell you how many female, female dog fights I've seen and, and had to break up. So learn, learn how to choke out dogs because that's the, the safest way for everybody to break up a dog fight is by choking out one or possibly you have to do both dogs. Next. Metal Chicks has said, I can put my hand in his mouth while we play and he won't bite me. He does the corn cob thing. Yeah. And he's responsive to no and I want to be done playing. Yeah. Okay. I don't mind. I feel in control when we play. Good. I just don't want it to lead to anything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll just make sure it doesn't then. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you got good control over it. Yep. I think corn cobbing is funny personally. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. I was going to make a fucking blowjob joke, but I won't. Destiny is a way to increase toy drive. I want my dog to play fetch, chuck it mm-hmm. as another form of exercise mm-hmm. aside from walks and running in the field. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't yeah. really care about any toys. Okay. Try try a flirt pole. Flirt. Mm-hmm. F-L-I-R-T. Flirt pole. Cat oh, toy for yep. It looks like you know those little cat toys, but bigger. And there's usually a piece of leather on the end. Um, and just look at those. And that, that, that's exhausting for a dog. They also have some that are like self-fulfilling, meaning it's like it's a, you, you stake it into the ground. It's, it's more heavy duty. It's a metal pole, and, uh, but it flex or a fiberglass pole, and it flexes. And, um, so, you know, but there's all kinds of stuff, all kinds of things you can do. But a foot pole can be fun because you don't need a lot of space. You know, you can do it, and you can do it in a small area. You can do it in a small area. So say it was pouring rain outside or freezing cold or something. You can do it in your garage. I'm not a big advocate of dogs, like large breed dogs or even small breed dogs running around the house. But if you could, if you wanted to, mm-hmm. but it's just like, you know, next. Danny, um, JC Mastiff Ridgeback Cross. He gets hair up and reactive when we walk by specific houses with dogs yep, that he yep. already reacts to. Yeah, yeah. Is there a way to bring down that reactiveness? Yes, the, the, well, it's not reactiveness yet. Well, I guess the dog is having a reaction. So, yes, the, the remote collar is going to be your best friend when it comes down to that because you can do it unspoken. So, if you're not, if you don't know how to do it, you can always do a counsel with us, but the remote collar is actually going to, is going to, you have to have your timing right, though. Um, so there's, there's a couple of different components. What's your heel look like? Even though healing and reactivity are not connected, but still, you can start leveraging obedience. How's your heel? Is the dog physically and mentally in heel? Meaning, physically, it's a little bit behind you, and mentally means it really doesn't care about much. And you can actually create that, create that with your dog. And then um, you also, with an e collar, at the very first signs of the dog getting aroused, you would be correcting, and actually, then that would bring the dog down. If you're too, if you're if you're too late, or if you're bad bad timing, it can ramp the dog up. So there's a little bit of trial and error in there. But you're not going to mess up your dog. Next. Brandon, have a great evening. I'll have to catch the replay, but I've got a dog that doesn't seem to learn how to not act like an ass in his crate. Cries and whines increasingly, especially mm-hmm. if it's dinner time or potty. Mm-hmm. I've done the bonker, also e-collar. He'll stop if I walk up to the crate, but then he starts again as I walk away. Right. Any suggestions? Yep. So potty, though, we want to be, we want to respect. If the dog truly, truly has to go to the bathroom, it's like, okay, I'll give a dog a free pass on that. Um, but if they just do it to get out of the crate or do it to be a pain in the ass, we have a separation anxiety course that you can watch. We've dealt with some of the worst separation anxiety out there. We usually stop it in a day, one night. Sounds like over arousal. Like he but, knows but he's but he's, out of the but he's also probably over aroused. So that's why our crate rules are this. Go into a crate, lie down, and be quiet. And we train that. That's the default behavior for our kennels. And if I went, if I 
brought the camera out. Tomorrow we'll take a picture of three dogs all doing it. With us right now, two Dobermans and then Snacks, who goes home on Sunday, who came to us with massive separation anxiety. So the e-cowler is going to be your best friend on that one. But but then you have then there's the well, how do you use it for that situation? And we can we 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 explain it in our in our separation anxiety course. But a lot of this is over arousal. So over the course of the day, are there other times when your dog is over aroused? Which they are, you know, a lot of times. And can you shut that off instantly? Mm. And can the dog do duration work? So there's a, there's a there's a couple of different protocols you can do. Next. Cappuccino dog training said that's right. They don't want verbal in the field ever. Right. Mm. Yep. Paulette says, hey guys, a little late tonight, but glad to join. Hey, Paulette. Okay, glad you're here, Paulette. Okay, Wolf, do you ever correct for breaking double down? Like, I know historically it's low, but is there a time place to go a bit higher if the head lifts? There's always a time and a place to go higher. So at first, we don't correct. We continue to teach. We educate, and it's usually at the working level. If the dog is constantly doing it, though, and they absolutely know to do it, to go into a double down, we go to correction. That's usually momentary at a higher level. And you know when the dog understands it because, boom, it puts its head down. It puts its head down. Next. Danny said, love listening to all your responses. Seems mostly direct towards his owners who need training. Well, that's because it is. I'm in the human business. So I'm in the human training business. So obviously, the dog has to be trained. That's a given. But any good dog trainer out there does not train the dog for themselves unless it's their dog. If you're if you are a good dog trainer and if you're looking for a dog trainer, you want to make sure that how much human training do you need? Dog dogs are products of their environment. Dogs have associations. So meaning, I can give you a we do 6 hours of training, which frankly that's not even enough. But still, six hours of training with every boarding trained dog that leaves our property. We also make sure that the owner has lots of educational material to watch. And most of the dogs that owners that come into our program, they've actually found us through any of our courses or their social media. And once the dog is here, they really start educating. So the recipe for the recipe for a lot of this stuff is, hey, Jeff, I want to book a boarding train. Well, right now we're, we're, only, we're only at about a two-month wait list right now. So great. So between now and two months, I need you to, you can always do an online consult so I can at least start helping you right away or start following all of our social media, watching our free content, even buy a course. The dog should come to us even better, okay? And you should come to us now more educated than we first talked. Then while the dog is with us, you should also be learning. Then at the mid-training, you have more skills and the dog has more skills. And then at the pickup, same thing. You've got even more skills. The dog has even more skills. And then there's the pickup. And then you leave. You both leave, both dog and owner leave with way more skills than the first point of contact on that first phone call. And then as you keep doing what you're doing, you continue to learn and your dog continues to learn. When you run into trouble, we don't need to work with your dog. We can troubleshoot it on the phone with you. Why? Because just like you mentioned, it's all human training. If we absolutely positively know the dog knows what to do, it's just not doing it for them, that doesn't mean the dog wasn't trained. It means the dog doesn't think it needs to do it for them. So now they've got to do what we did without the years of experience and the thousands of dogs. 
that's what we also love about remote cowers. It, 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 it really, really um, empowers the owner to be on the same scale as the trainer. So almost everything we do once the dog is trained is all human training. This podcast, it's all human training. If you want to learn how to train the actual dog, we've got courses, which also train you, but that's more of the nuts and bolts. That's hundreds and hundreds of reps. But everything from, believe it or not, how you hold the leash matters. How you hold the leash matters. Do you talk too much to your dog? Sometimes that matters. How to stop separation anxiety? It's almost all human training. Dog training is a lot, but that can be destroyed in a couple of nights if the owner doesn't have the same the right information. So yes, most of what we do is human training. But obviously, I mean, we make a living out of training dogs as well. Next. Um, dog trainer Niagara said, hey guys, driving en route to Florida for a vacation. Still listening. Nice. Thanks. Nice. Hopefully you'll have nice, nice nicer weather. So today was in the slow 70s, but it was sunny. It was actually really nice. Um, it's been a colder winter than usual down here, um, but it's starting to get sunnier more. Like last last winter, we were spoiled. Last winter was high 70s, low 80s, and sunny almost almost every day. It was great. I mean, Joel could sun was sunbathing year round last year. Um, this year, though, this in the month of December and January, I think you were only able to be outside once in your bikini. So obviously, all the neighbors were pissed off because um, you know they only saw her once. But uh, uh, now it's been—you've been wearing a hat a couple of times. I know it's pretty yeah, cold yeah, winter. I'm like, yeah, yeah I have to go to Miami to get. Warm. But if you're coming from Niagara, as in, as in. Canada. As in either Canada or in in outside of Buffalo, you're gonna love it because there's whatever, no matter how bad it is down here, yeah, it ain't it, it ain't Buffalo. Yeah. Next. Sarah said, six month old lab Maybell has started being scared of loud noises. We have some construction in our neighborhood yep, that I yep. like to use to help her overcome this fear. Mm. Any suggestions for how I can do that? Yeah, you can do tri- you can do you, you, you can do duration work. So this is where you leverage. This is where you start leveraging your duration work. So say you've got a, a loud noise. Your dog's afraid of thunderstorms, fireworks, whatever. A lot of times we'll say, well, train through it. You know, do something fun with your dog when these loud noises are happening. The, 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 the problem with that is a lot of dogs are so nervous, they won't do anything. So you do, you do duration work, which is place being your best leverage point. Have the dog go to place and the reinforcing the dog's physical position and the dog's also mental uh, position on how it's how it's dealing with it. The remote collar is going to dramatically help you because if your dog's in place but it's always scanning around, the remote collar can help with that. And if the dog's always panting, the remote collar can help with that. But there's going to be a pro. But you just get be prepared for your dog shaking though, because what it's doing is it's not moving around a lot. So now it's still. But it's shaking. A lot of times when the dog's moving, you don't notice any 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 shaking, or the dog might not be shaking because it's in movement. So the dog is doing its best to hold still, but it mm-hmm. but it shakes. Next. Cappuccino dog training said we have two boarding trains right now <clears throat> on a five-week program fighting. Scuffles, not that bad yet. Mm-hmm. Two weeks with the 
with each than both together. Mm -hmm. We only take on the most committed clients with two dogs fighting. Yeah, two dogs from the same household can be, it has not, if you talk to any dog trainer and they were honest with you, they'll let you know it has the highest rate of failure. It has the highest rate of failure. Um, So many components. Yeah, there's so many, there's so many variables. And, you know, part of it is you muzzle them both up and you let them go at it. And then you make sure that they never want to do that again. And that's another great thing about the e-cower. Yeah, you make it truly, truly suck to fight. There's, that's why this whole, I, these people that preach, you never have to use an aversive. I'd love to see how they stop two committed dogs, uh, two committed fighters in a house to live together. I'd love to see them do it. Show me. I'd love to see it. People will say, oh, these two used to fight. It's like, but how do we know that? Like we see that too, but we have the video proof. Like we show our we show our work. We show our work. So a lot of people can say a lot of things, but it's like, really? How do we know how you train the dog? That's at least right. we're at least we're transparent. At least we're transparent. We, I mean, show, I like we show the whole process. Yeah. In our lives we show everything. Yeah. We show everything. And on, on, on social on our social media platforms, we can't. You can't show everything. You can't even say Tucker Carlson interviewed Putin without being canceled. All right, all right. I'm serious. I know. Yeah. I'm telling you shut watch, up. watch how many people watch how many people all of a sudden are demonetized and throttled because they they talk about this. Just watch, you'll see. It's incredible. It's incredible. In the United States where it's your it's your constitutional right of freedom of speech, you can't even comment on what somebody did legally. You can't even just have a narrative on it. Nope. Connie says, I love the name Snacks. I know. It definitely is such a cute little name. Yeah. Cappuccino Dog Training said, great show tonight, Jeff. Thanks for having us. Oh, thanks, thanks, for, thanks for being here. Wouldn't be much of a show without, right. without all of you. I appreciate the hell out of all of you. Yeah, we literally wouldn't have a show without mm, you guys. Mm. Um, 60 degrees here in PA, perfect for training. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's, it's getting warm up there. Yeah. Good. That's nice. Um, W Fogarty says, "Do you have a favorite breed of dog?" No, no. I mean, I'm I, I personally, oh, I like shepherds. Pers- personally, I like shepherds, but that's but that's me as a dog owner. As yeah. a as a dog trainer, no, like- I like. Believe it or not, I like dogs that are that love to learn, but I also like dogs that don't like to learn. I like them love to learn because it's so much fun working with them, mm-hmm. and I like dogs that don't like to learn because I like to troubleshoot. True that. And I like to unleash their, their inner whatever 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 potential happiness there is. You know, I just want to make them the best that they can be. And it's never gonna look like a drivey dog. Like you're not gonna look at like a high drive Malinois, a high drive lab, a high drive anything. No. Um but we really have to do Coco and Duke's nails tomorrow, don't forget. They're so long. Okay. I've got to do laundry tomorrow too. Any any, any of the other household chores you want to just you talk about like you, driving dogs? You, like, you just want to you want to you want to throw out there? <laughs> you guys hold us accountable. Right. Do those nails. Next. Sid says hi, guys and friends. Steve said he found Jeff to be a super guy. I said he's a love. Thanks. Wow, I don't think I've ever heard anyone describe Jeff as a love. Although you are, Jeff's the nurturing type. There's plenty of people out there that have said it. You've never said it. <laughs> You've never said it, so you can't imagine somebody else saying it. You can't imagine. Right. It's, oh, like, it's like, well, if I don't say it, nobody nobody must have ever said it. You know? 
Maybe his mom, but that's it. <laughs> Lenny said, I have a three-month-old English bulldog that loves to bite. Three-month-old? Three-month-old. Yeah, just get a bunker. So I don't know if you're brand new to our show or not. If you know what a bunker is, a bunker is a rolled-up cotton towel. You can hear a lot of shit about it. It's so funny how people like to throw, like, oh, is all you do is bunk? Like, they assume that's all we do is bunk dogs. Like, literally, yep, that's all we do. Most dogs get bonked once or twice in six weeks with us. Imagine that. Two seconds out of 3.6 million seconds. You better stop it now. So you're what you're going to do is you make your bonker. It's a cotton towel wrapped up. I have a video on YouTube. It's free. Okay. How to, how to, how to make and de deploy and use a bonker. And I show it. And you say no. And you bonk the dog, it's a cotton towel. Yes, you're throwing it at the dog. Don't worry, you're not going to hurt the dog. I assure you. If, if people think a cotton towel being thrown at a dog hurts them, then they better get a big, endless supply of bubble wrap to wrap their dogs in when they go outside. Because I assure you, Mother Nature is going to throw lots more shit at your dog. Your dogs are freaking run into all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Um, it's so funny when you see dogs chasing each other, and one of them. Coco and Duke. They roll. The way those two wrestle, they yep. literally yeah. beat the shit out of yep. each other. And they'll roll each other too. It's like, have you ever seen a dog get rolled by another They're dog? They're on top of each other, like pinning the other. The other one's biting them in the face. Yep. And I'm like, oh, it's all play. By the way, by the way, it's all play. Of yeah. Course, but yeah. I'm like, How do these two not have like injuries? Yeah. So it's like if people think that a damn cotton towel is gonna is gonna hurt them, so you say no and you bonk. You definitely want to stop it now. They want to stop it now. I don't think I've ever seen dogs play more rough than those two. Oh, I have. I've owned them. Really? Even Bert and Wes didn't play like that. Kira, Kira, Kira and Girl. The way they bite each other in the face. Kira and Girl would do that. Kira and Girl would do that. Yep. Joyful Canines said, correcting with e-collar for trying to paw off the muzzle. Fair if the dog is e-collar fluent. Does the dog need to be muzzle conditioned first? Ideally, if you have the opportunity to. Also, do tape around the front paws if they have dew claws because you have to worry about the dew claws getting caught. So if you take self-sticking athletic tape and you just wrap it around so the dew claw is wrapped, it's harder for, they can still do it, but it's harder. Also make sure the muzzle is on super tight so the kid can't like pull on the muzzle, the front of the muzzle, and it can't get off. Um, but yeah, it's fair. But sometimes when they keep pawing at it, pawing at it, you gotta actually grab their paws. You have to grab their paws. But you can also bonk for that. You can also e-collar correct for that. You can stock, stockyard whip, double tap to the ass for that. Like these are things because a dog can actually injure itself. It can actually injure itself by trying to get a muzzle off. Um, but ideally, the dog would be muzzle trained. But we get dogs in that we don't have time to muzzle train them. Muzzle has to go on because they're too aggressive. Next. Sarah said, "I will increase the duration work, but would it be too overwhelming to walk her past the construction zone?" All depends on your skills. But that's what we would do. And how solid is like her obedience? You can hold her. Right. So you're going to be leveraging her obedience because so you can override her flight response. You want to be able to override her flight response. Yeah. But, but that's, yeah. to me, I'm a huge advocate of walking through the valley of death. Huge advocate of that. Huge. In my personal life as well. I, I, I will run into the valley of death because i fear no evil and it's like i'm a big advocate of dogs also just teach them the core fundamentals and then what's your worst fear let's go let's go let's go and deal with it and i'm going to leverage 
your obedience to get you through it. So I'm not going to baby you through it. I'm not going to try to get you to re get a reassociation to it. I'm going to prove to you by making sure you stay in a proper heel that nothing is going to happen and you will be fine. Next. Cappuccino dog trainings. I can't wait for that interview. Oh, Putin? Who interviewed him again? Tucker. Oh, Tucker. Yeah, and they spied on him again. NSA, NSA. Spied on who? On Tucker. Three years ago, oh three, three years ago, they, NSA, they heard that he was going to be interviewing Putin because he sort of made it public. NSA started spying on him. They hacked into his texts and into his emails and they released them to the public. And they don't understand, like, you're actually putting someone's life in harm's way. Yeah. And um, and then for and then he just did this interview and NSA got a hold of it. They knew about it a couple of weeks ago and they started spying on him again. But they went anyway. He went anyway. And it's very very risky for a lot of these news people to to do these things. It's not only risky to being in the presence of a foreign government, but it's risky when you come back home because the United States. General who really controls the United States, which is not the president of the United States, but who really controls the United States, they don't want these interviews to be out. Of course. They don't want anybody talking to, you know, the big bad man, but nobody's ever actually heard them because there's two sides to every coin. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, we've stereotyped him as the worst, most evil person, whether he is or not is not the point, And we're donating hundreds of billion dollars to someone else. Mm-hmm. Ironically, which a country that's been known to be extremely corrupt, and that's supposed to be the good man. So it's typical good and evil. But it's like, how about if we have it backwards, right? How about if we have it backwards? And and shouldn't we know? Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we hear it from it with our own ears and make our own conclusions instead of doing it while we're fed through the headlines? Yep. Yeah. Joyful canine without aversives, they just create and rotate. Um, and roommate baby gate was scheduled blocks and feed times for life. It's right. exhausting. Right. Some may muggle supervised, but no way to correct it if they go at each other. Right. By the way, and all those things are aversives. So a crate is an aversive. A crate is an aversive. Now, a baby gate is an aversive. You're taking away free movement. I mean, you can call it management. And, I, and trust me, I don't think that's stupid to do. But it's not going to solve the problem. No, you're just managing. But you it. can't call that like non-aversive because it is aversive. Next, Virgin Mary, what do I do about inconsistency? My dog will follow my command in its entirety. Other times, randomly disobey, and yeah. jump at someone walking by. Yeah. So it's okay. There's there's understanding that different distractions have different sometimes reactions. Ooh, that's good. Does that rhyme? What did you say? Damn! Holy shit! What'd you say? Different distractions have different reactions. Oh, that rhymes. Holy shit. Write that one down. so much I pay attention to you. Yeah. <laughs> you literally just said it. I'm like, what'd you say? That's our day. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do tune you out a lot. I'm not going to. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> Let's just be honest. When you live with someone and you work with someone and you run a business with someone, you kind of have to tune them out after a while. <laughs> It's in our best interest. It's so funny because if I ever, if I ever, if I ever, ever ask you a question that you might have given me information on before answered, 
already well, told you, Jack. Whether you thought about it. Twenty times. Yeah, you'll be like twenty times too. <laughs> I've told you twenty times. And it probably was only once. It's funny because it's true. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Not but, standard but, myself. But God forbid it's reversed. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Turning into a therapy session right here. Next. <laughs> Did you even answer the question? What was the question? I don't know. <laughs> oh, the reaction. Yeah. So the reaction, it's always remember that every dog perceives different environmentals differently. So you could have a dog that walks by perfectly a barking dog at a fence. But if a plastic bag comes across its path, it freaks out. And you say to yourself, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to you. It's the dog, though, that it makes sense to. So what you do is you can start out with lower level distractions and then don't be and then be prepared for the higher level distractions. So what you do is, as you're approaching the distraction that you're trying to get your dog over, just start paying attention to it. Body language, breathing, um, uh, uh, mouth open, mouth closed, changing in, changing in the cadence of the dog, and then work the dog through it. Next. I already forgot what your slogan was. That's because... <laughs> you that's because you heard it, but you weren't. Processing. You weren't listening. There's a difference. You heard it, but you weren't listening. Okay, that's because you're a product of the American school system that is based on memorization. It's true. You don't actually grasp and understand, but that's not your fault. Uh, right. Sorry, I also have like wicked bad ADD. Um, I'm doing like. 37 things at once. Cappuccino dog training said, I remember when you were canceled for abusing a great Pyrenees with a towel at a seminar. It was fucking hilarious. The dog stopped reacting though. Well, I wasn't canceled. I've been try I've been attempted to be canceled numerous times. And people will say, Oh, I get some hate too. I said, So the BBC did a hit piece on you? The British Broadcasting, you know, Corporation did a hit piece on you? You were in over a hundred newspapers? Calling being called a dog abuser, you had all your local news, your all your local news media doing stories on you, as well as international, as well as you had people make fake videos of you and share a million times on TikTok. Hey, you at least got a, you were on the BBC. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, that was a fun hit piece. I called them out on it too. Yeah, they yep. didn't like that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so yeah, so. But it's like it's all—it's all part of it. It's all part of it. Anytime you put your stuff out there, it's—it's going to happen. Sorry. I'm so <laughs> Fuck. Wrong hair. <laughs> Since I know, I stated this before, but where do you get your ivermectin from? Um. Heartwormprevention.com. Heartworm. Prevention.com. Tell them I sent you. Next. Mark said, I'm new to both of you and I can't believe the heat you take from your bonking videos. The positive reinforcement community lost their shit on that. Well, Mark, well, first of all, welcome. 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 Thank you so much. But let me, let me, let me in on, let me, let me, um, pass some information on to you. 
I got more heat from non-positive reinforcement trainers. I got heat from this industry that I used to associate with. Way more. Way more violent. Way, like, literally more violent. More gossipy. More violent. More threats. It was major. I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean, I've talked about it before, but everything from having to get armed guards to the FBI was involved and they opened up a case on it to having to get private investigators to, to track down people. People were fired from their jobs because of all the threats they were making against me. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. And these are, these are from people within the industry. Ironically, thousands of dog trainers are using them. Thousands of dog trainers are using them. Next. Avi said they understand full well. And Cappuccino Dog Training said, damn, I'd pay you to sit down and have a philosophy lesson. Jeff is actually um, pretty good with that stuff. Mm. Jeff's like a therapist, kind of, in a way. Avi said, sprouting pearls, you guys are my therapy. Thank you. Oh, look at that. What the hell's going on with tonight's show? Constance said she wrote it down. It was a good one. Oh, good. Good. Of your little thing. Do you remember it? Do you remember it? That's the question. You don't. You said it and you don't remember it. So don't try and play like I have bad memory or something because you don't even remember. Um, but good thing Constance is the MVP and she wrote it down. Jaya Doya. Every reaction is a different correction. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not it. Oh, shit. Joya says different distractions have different reactions. Ah. Distractions, Joya's yes. Got it. There Here we go. go. Sid said, Joel, my ex was ADD and I worked next to three with it as well. <laughs> he did not appear to have it at all. Joel? <laughs> yes, she does. Death knows. It's bad. If you see me work all day long, I'll, be, I'll go from like one task to the next. It's like, I'm gonna finish doing this, I'm gonna edit this video, I'm gonna write this copy, check my phone, get back to DMs. <laughs> just like, do you ever just finish fucking one thing? Put your fucking phone down. <laughs> no. Cappuccino dog training said, so sad. A lot of those people. I really looked up to also shows their true colors when they turn on their own. Yep. Everybody revealed themselves. Everybody. It's, it's so funny because they all revealed themselves and you know what? They continue to reveal themselves continue. And I think the marketplace now is catching up is, is, is figuring it out. And it's, it's, it's so funny because I, I, I refuse to ever name names of people in the industry ever. People that were literally threatening my life. One guy I did up in Alaska, because he was actually threatening my life. And I'm like, wow, I've got videotape of you abusing your, your girlfriend at a bar. He was arrested for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't hold back on that one. Didn't hold back on that one. Because he was actual crazy, too. Threatening me with, you know, to kill me. Next. Um, Sid said, mine as, well, mine as well as I. Talking this, in riddle, Sid. This is fucking haiku. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Um, obviously, different distraction, different reaction. Mm -hmm. Applause for the dogs. I just had a client cancel a session for separation anxiety because the vet told them not to use the e collar. Really disappointed about that response, but likely for the best if they decision make that way. Yeah, yeah. So did the vet? So the vet instead said, "What? Maybe let's support Big Farm." Will it hurt the human-animal bond? Right. The HAB. HAB. 
you'll you'll hurt the human animal bond. So I would ask the vet, how do you stop it? Can you still number this is what you ask? How do you solve a problem that only happens when you're not there? So so this is what you do with the vet is you call the vet up and you say, first of all, not only um are you do you did a disservice to this owner, you're doing a disservice to every owner. How do you know not to use an e-collar first to stop separation anxiety? Because we have a one hundred percent success rate with thousands of dogs. Thousands of dogs stopping separation anxiety in usually a day with an e-collar. Oh, well, you really didn't—you really didn't stop it. Oh, yeah, we do. Snacks is the latest. Snacks is the latest. He loves his—he loves going in his kennel and lying down now, with no equipment. Sleeps on a nice big puffy bed because. He's not going to rip anything up in his kennel anymore. He's not going to break his teeth, break his nails, destroy the, destroy the kennel. The first time he came, and we documented all this stuff. Everything is documented. Thousands, thousands of dogs with 100% success rate. Oh my God, the vet said their insurance would be void if they used an e-collar? No one. Now you've got a, now you've got a lying what? vet. Time for a new vet. That's crazy. First of all, most insurance is, like, doesn't even go through the vet. It's third party. It's third party. You pay the vet, and then the insurance pays you. I report. I will report that vet. Yeah. I would. So, vets. There's a board that vets that oversee vets. It's like a medical board. It's a veterinary board. I, I don't know what it's called, but I imagine it's like the veterinary board. There's a, there's there's probably rules and regulations. There's probably standards of care. I would call up. First of all, you can't call up as a third person. You'd have to get the owner. Which they're probably not going to do that because they actually listen to the vet. But I go, I I would. That's like crazy. Thing I would actually call up the vet because what they're doing is they're 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 going to end up with their clients' dogs not owning them anymore. This is why dogs are in, in shelters, not because of how we fix things, but by people saying not to do. What, tra what effective trainers do because they want the money train and you're entitled to make a living i'm a huge capitalist but they want you to keep coming back and back and back and back and back refill another prescription refill another prescription do you know what a prescription is worth over the life of a dog a lot it's worth a lot of money do you know what training sessions are over the life of a dog because the because it might take one two three years to get rid of a problem that could be eliminated in one session mm -hmm. it's a lot mm -hmm. It's a lot. Next. I'd be curious what insurance that is, though. That's really interesting. It's bullshit insurance. Yeah, I know. He lied. He lied. Lies. The vet lied. Yeah. Like, that's all he can come up with? Okay, fine. Cancel my fucking insurance. I don't give a shit. You can get another. You know how many, you know how many pet insurance companies there are? Fine. Not only am I going to find a new vet. Find new insurance, too. I can always get new insurance, but you're not going to need new insurance. No, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. You won't need new insurance because e-collars aren't causing injuries that would warrant you going to the vets. Right. Other than maybe a pressure sore because you left the collar on too long. But other than that, and that's all you need is antibiotics and know how to clean out a wound. But you can leave 
anything on. You know, you leave a harness on a dog too long, there's all kinds of freaking chafing. Oh my God, we've gotten a lot you of leave dogs a, in with martingale. Martingale. Right because here. if you wear, if you have a dog that loves the water and it wears a nylon collar and that collar doesn't come off at night and to let everything breathe and the collar dry, you're going to end up with all kinds of freaking irritation underneath. Next. Constance said, ha, Ben gets mad at me because he always finds a vacuum in random inconvenient places. Because I'll go to sweep and see something out of place, straighten it, grab some water, notice the trash is full, remember the laundry, and then by that time, I have totally forgotten about the vacuum. Yep, I'm often putting the vacuum back on the charger. I do leave it around, don't I? Yep, and there's usually 30 pairs of shoes all over the place, strategically placed right in front of a doorway that I'm walking out of. But yeah, because I take my shoes off at the door. No, 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 no. But, but when I walk in, I step on them. <laughs> Yeah, right where I was standing. Right. Previously. Because you live in this house all by yourself. Um, wow, we're going way past our time. We'll answer a couple more. Shepard sins that I have a question. My dog rides awful. He whines all the time. So he's the e caller to settle him down. Oh yeah. Help. He's a German shepherd. So so um breed doesn't matter, just to let you know. Um but e cower is gonna be your best friend for we have very strict car protocols. So, dog goes into the car and lies down and bees quiet. So, this is the final product. Load up. Okay. This is the final product. You walk up to the car. You open the car door. The dog doesn't move. Tell the dog to load up. It automatically downs. Close the car door. You drive. No noise. Dog doesn't break it down. That's our, that's our protocol. Get to your destination. You stop. Open up the door. The dog is still in a down. Does not charge out. Tell the dog to come out, sits down next to you, lies down next to you. That's what we train. It's not that hard to do. And it's done through just training. The e-cower, though, is going to dramatically help you with the whining because my question is, you're driving down the street by yourself, your dog's in the back, it's whining. How do you stop it? Next. Sid said Willow and I got thrown out of a vet because the... Because the vet saw the e-collar on her. They're no longer in business. Mm -hmm. So. Damn, Sid, you don't fuck around. No, I'm just kidding. So, what she do? <laughs> Bomb the place? <laughs> Sid took her horses and ran them through the damn practice. <laughs> so, so this is the thing. Sid is like the cavalry going through the forces. You know, all the soldiers are all lined up. All the soldiers are all lined up, and boom, here comes the horse, takes everybody out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they have the right to refuse service. It's a private practice. But, you know, that's, if, if, it's, if, it's, a, if it's a larger vet clinic, because a lot of vet clinics now are being owned by, you know, a couple of different organizations. There's two or three main organizations. And eventually, they're all going to be owned by Big Farm. So pretty soon, BlackRock and State Street are going to actually control animal care. If they already haven't started, they're going to control animal care. I've been predicting this for years. Years I've been predicting it. And what do you know? All of a sudden, VCA starts, you know, buying up independent vet clinics. It's, it's funny because I saw it with my dad. Um, he owned Cam's Rexall Pharmacy at 165th and Lorraine in Cleveland. And this is when back when there, was, there wasn't CVS, there wasn't Walgreens, there wasn't Rite Aid. And um, all of a sudden, there was all independent pharmacies. And then all of a sudden, they all started getting bought up. 
and then now there's a couple of major ones and now you've got your benefit manager so you've got your your benefit managers who actually are in control of a lot of stuff because they determine what 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 drugs are covered with what prescription so it's it's really really interesting about the business model of these of of these of these uh, uh, drugstores and big far it's in big farm's best interest to actually own these chains because then they can control all the pricing yeah of course they can control the and then they can get into cahoots with the insurance companies so it's really really interesting joyful canon said he got my clients vet last week didn't let them go in and use e-collar and muzzle protocol that they have in place the dog bit the vet got stitches and the vet reported it the family is so upset because we know what works so i cannot but so this is the thing. Most vets want to muzzle a dog. So this is the thing. I can understand the e-collar. If, if, if I can understand that. But a muzzle? A vet didn't want the client to muzzle the dog? Well, you're an idiot. So number one, if there was a vet tech in the room, if there's a vet tech in the room, the vet tech can actually sue. And, I, and I'm not going being an American and going sue happy. But it's up to the vet, though, to decide to make sure that there is a safe workplace. And if you cannot provide a safe workplace and if you're endangering your staff, the vet can be held responsible. So she can actually counter sue. She can actually counter sue. Because I wanted to keep my dog safe. I wanted to keep your staff safe. And you refused that. And be, because of that, you got bit and you reported me. And now my dog has a record because of your ignorance. You, I'd be pissed. So, absolutely, they should talk to legal counsel because what's going to happen is it's not about being lawsuit happy. It's about safety of the general public. If the vet wants to get bit, that's on the vet. But how about the vet techs? How about people in the office? So for a vet not and to use them, still report it. Like you're the one who said, "I don't need a muzzle." Right. So why would you report so it? So it's like exactly. Why would you report it? It's your own ignorance. Your own ignorance. Again, that, I'd like to report my own stupidity. Again, that can be reported to the, the the board. People need to understand this. It's like you can report these people to the medical board. Whatever the vet medical board is, you can, you can report them. The vet said they know how to handle fearful dogs. Okay. So obviously not. Obviously they don't. But still, like I don't know of a vet that refuses to have a muzzle on a dog. I've never come across most that. Most of the time, they want to put a muzzle on, right? Even if the right. dog doesn't have a yeah. history. You know, my I, I muzzle my dogs when I take them to the vet. I've always muzzled every one of my dogs when I go to the vet. Why? It's safe. I don't. You you shove your finger up my dog's ass. I don't know what it's going to do. If my dog has got like an ear issue and you're fucking poking around, I don't know what my dog is going to do. There's so many, like people have got to understand that. My dog pulls a muscle and you got to figure out where it is. I don't know what my dog is going to do. We'll figure out really quick where the pain is, but I don't know what they're going to do with their mouth. And non-aggressive dogs do this. It's not an, even an aggressive dog conversation. So I remember once one of my oldest daughters, my oldest daughters are 34. This was um, Olivia. She was probably, oh, I don't know, eight years old, nine years old, 10 years old. And we thought she had strep throat. So she's sitting on a table 
right? The vet gets right, the vet, the doctor gets right in front of her and pushes her tongue down with the depressor. And then he stuck the, you know, the swab in and Olivia kicked the vet right in the nuts. That was her reaction. Dang. Because her foot went up because she was, you know, boom. She didn't kick the guy in the nuts because, like, on purpose, it was just her reaction. Yeah. So obviously, when you're given throw cultures, don't fucking stand with your fucking balls, like, within striking distance of your patient. They should be teaching that in fucking universities. Hmm. All right. What else? I think we got pretty much all of them. Awesome. Menage says this green new graduate course cover everything about the use of e-collar. Mm. Um, it does. We're also hosting a live five-day e-collar mm. workshop where we'll go through it all live. Right. So you can see it happening in real time, ask questions. But if your dog doesn't already have a little bit of foundation work on it, you're going to want to put that on your dog before the e-collar live. Right. But when you go to buy the e-collar live, right. you get... It makes more sense. You can get Green to Graduate 2 for like an insane price. Also, but keep in mind, if you join the community as a yearly member and you get Green to Graduate 1 and 2. Yeah, so we have lots of options yeah. to help you. All right, everybody. Madly in love with you. Holy shit, it's 823. Wow. Yeah. Long show. Angelo, you you should be almost in bed. <laughs> we better be that tenth show so I can say goodbye. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, everybody. Have that, a long, that long run from the living room to here. <laughs> Get ready for bed, my love. Where where were you? Your room. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other wing of the house. Okay, that makes sense. All right, everybody, take care. Madly in love with all of you. Thank you for all the new people that joined and for all the people that have been following us for a while. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay.